Hello and welcome to D&D Learning the Game. I'm your host, Jason DM, and today I'm finally going to talk about races within the game. Um, for each different race that's within the game, there is different ability score uh, modifiers that will come with them, as well as racial traits. And there might be other little things that you need to take note of when you're choosing a race um, that might be even just weaved into their kind of backstory that, that you may have to take note of when you're going to play the game. But today I'm going to talk about races from the viewpoint of that this is probably your first or second game that you're going to be playing. I'm not going to go too deep into the races, that's something that I can do at a later time. More just, if this is your first time to sit down and play the game, let's just quickly cover what each race is probably best for and um, talk a little bit over each of them fairly quickly. And just to give you an overview, just so that if you're going into your first game, you know what to expect or what to, how to act or how, how others at the table may treat your character based on which race you're playing. So without messing about anymore, let's just get straight into it. First off, if you're wanting to build a strength-based character, so this is basing, um, this is measuring things such as your natural athleticism, your bodily power, um, it's important for barbarians, fighters, pa and paladins. So the races which will increase your strength when you pick them that naturally come as a strong race to play, uh, that will be a mountain dwarf, a half-orc, a dragonborn, or a human. Now, the mountain dwarf, the half-orc, and the dragonborn all add plus two to your strength. The human will add plus one. Next up is dexterity. This will measure your physical agility, reflexes, balance. Um, it's good for monks, rangers, rogues to be dexterous dexterous when when you're in Dungeons and Dragons. So the races that have good dexterity is elves and halflings. They will have plus two. A forest gnome and a human will have plus one. The next one is constitution. So that measures things such as your health, your stamina, vital force, um, even goes as far as measuring how much breath you can hold when you're underwater. So the best race for uh, looking for constitution is a dwarf, as they get plus two to their constitution. The rest is then half-orc, human, stout halflings, and rock gnomes, who all get plus one to their constitution modifiers. So intelligence, uh, this uh, measures your mental acuity, uh, information recall and analytical skills. This is important if you want to be a wizard. So the race which has the highest uh, intelligence modifier is a gnome with plus two. The other races as a high elf, a tiefling and a human, all with plus one. Next up is wisdom. And uh, the being wise is important if you're wanting to play a cleric or a druid. This is due to the fact that they'll have higher intuition, they'll have better insight into things. So 
ultimately there's only three races which have a plus one to their their uh, wisdom, which will be Hill Dwarf, Human, and Wood Elf. And then finally is Charisma. So Charisma measures your confidence, uh, how well you can lead a group. And this is important for being a bard, especially with all the songs and all the art that they have to create. Uh, sorcerers and Warlocks. And the best races for being charismatic is Half-Elves and Tieflings, as they have plus two. And then the other races which only have plus one is a drow, a dragonborn, a human, or a light foot halfling. And there it is. That's a quick overview of the um, ability scores which will get added to your character um, depending on which race you choose for them to be. Um, and as I kind of explained there for each of those ones, um, it also it mentions what it's important to be uh, strong with, what it's important to be dexteritous, uh, to be dexteritous. Is that the right word? I don't know. Dexterous, that's it. Uh, so for instance, a monk, ranger or rogue, uh, it's important for you to be quick when you're when, when you're playing that race uh, or that class sorry um so quickly looking over the races um looking at the the dwarf uh page on the the player's handbook it, it explains that they are short and stout they they stand under five feet tall they should have long memory as they can live up to beyond 400 years old they'll have clans and kingdoms um, and they're slow to trust uh, especially elves um, it'll give you a good idea of the different names it'll give you their traits so your constitution score increases by two uh, your alignment most dwarfs are lawful um, it'll tell you their size their speed so their base walking speed for a dwarf is 25 feet compared to others which is 30 feet something to take into note you know, if you're going to be playing a character that you want to have your full level of speed. Um, dark vision, so they'll be accustomed to life underground, so that means that they can see um, in the dark and dim conditions, so they can see in dim light within 60 feet. Um, you can't discern colour and darkness, only shades of grey. Um, Dwarven Resilience, so they'll have advantage on saving throws against poison and have resistance against poison damage, something that's always worth noting. They'll have combat combat training, so they're proficient with battle axes, hand axes, light hammers and war hammers. Uh, tool proficiencies, um, they gain proficiency with artisan's tools, such as smith's tools, brewer's supplies or mason's tools. Uh, stone cutting, whenever you make an intelligence history check, Related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus to the check instead of your normal proficiency bonus. Uh, languages, you'll be able to speak, read and write common and dwarvish. Uh, and then there's sub uh, sub races. So there's hill dwarfs and mountain dwarfs and each of them will give you a different um, ability, Aye, ability score increase. Uh, so you'll get an increase in your strength score by two if you pick a mountain dwarf and wisdom if you increase if you go a hill dwarf which will increase by one they also gain dwarven toughness 
So your hit point maximum increases by one and it increases by one every time you gain a level. If you go a hill dwarf, if you go a mountain dwarf, you have proficiency with light and medium armor as well. Uh, so an elf, slender and graceful, uh, they'll be just over six foot and they are more slender than humans, weighing only 100 to 145 pounds. Timeless perspective, so elves can live well over 700 years. They have hidden woodland realms, um, and they have wonderful names that you can look up. Ara, Adran, so they always have very lovely names. So ability score increase, so your dexterity score will increase by two. Age, they'll live, as I said, over 750 years old. Uh, alignment, elves love freedom, variety, and self-expression, so they lean towards the gentler aspects of chaos. Uh, size, elves range from under five to over six feet tall and have slender builds. Your size is medium. Speed, your base walking speed is 30 feet per turn. Uh, dark vision, accustomed to twilight forests and the night sky, you have superior vision in dark and dim conditions. You can see in the dim light within 60 feet of you, um, and they only see shades of grey when it's complete darkness. Keen senses, you have proficiency in the perception skill. Uh, Fae and ancestry, you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put you to sleep. Trance, elves don't sleep. They don't need to sleep. Instead, they meditate deeply, remaining semi-conscious for four hours a day. The common word for such meditation is trance. While meditating, you can dream after a, f a fashion. Such dreams are actually mental exercises that have become reflective through years of practice. After resting in this way, you gain the same benefit as though a human does through eight hours of sleep. Languages, uh, so elves can speak, read and write, common and elvish. Uh, Sub-race, ancient divides among the elven people resulted in three main races, high elves, wood elves and dark elves. So as a high elf, um, you will have ability score increase, your intelligence score increases by one and you'll have weapon training, you're proficient in long sword, short sword, short bow and long bow. You also have a cantrip. You know one cantrip of your choice from the wizard spell list. Intelligence is your spell casting ability for it. Extra language, you can speak, read, and write one extra language of your choice. A wood elf. So, as a wood elf, you'll have the ability score increase, your wisdom score increases. You'll have weapon training. You have proficiency in long sword, short sword, short bow, and long bow. Fleet of foot, your base walking speed increases to 35 feet, and Mask of the Wild, you can attempt to hide even when you are only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, falling snow, mist, and other natural phenomena. And then there is the Drow, which is also known as the Dark Elves. Their ability score increase is their charisma, which increases by 1. They have superior dark vision, so their dark vision has a radius of 120 feet, which is double the normal dark vision. They have sunlight sensitivity, so you have disadvantage on attack rolls and on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight when you, the target of your attack, or whenever you are trying to perceive and is in the direct sunlight. Drow magic, you know the dancing lights cantrip when you reach third level and you can cast the fairy fire spell once you once with this trait and regain the ability to do so when you finish a long rest. Drow weapon training, you have proficiency with rapiers, short swords and hand crossbows. 
Next up is halflings, so they're small and practical. Uh, they'll usually weigh about 40 to 45 pounds and they'll only be about three feet tall. Uh, they're kind and curious, blend into the crowd. Halflings are adept at fitting into a community of humans, dwarfs and elves, making themselves valuable and welcoming. Um, it will give you a load of names, but let's jump straight to their traits. So your dexterity score increases by 2. Age, a halfling reaches adulthood by the age of 20 and generally lives into, into the middle of his or her second century. Alignment, most halflings are lawful good. Size, halflings are average about 3 feet tall and weigh about 40 pounds, so they're considered as small. Speed, their base walking speed is 25 feet. Lucky, when you roll a 1 on the d20 for an attack roll, ability check or saving throw, you can re-roll the dice and must use the new roll. Brave, when you have advantage on saving, you now have advantage on saving throws against being frightened and halfling nimbleness, you can move through the space of any creature that is, a size, that is of a size larger than yours. Uh, languages, you can speak, read and write common and halfling. The halfling language isn't secret, but halflings are loath to share it with others. Subrace, there are two main kinds of halflings, lightfoot and stout. So as a lightfoot, you gain a charisma score increase by one. They're naturally stealthy, so you can attempt to hide even when you are obscured only by a creature that is at least one size larger than you. Stout, your constitution score increases by one because they're fat <laughs> or stout. And stout resilience, you have advantage on saving throws against poison and you have resistance against poison damage. Humans, so humans are probably the best for all of their different uh, abilities that they have as they get plus one to all of them so just to read over quickly your ability scores each increase by one ages uh, humans reach adulthood in their late teens and live less than a century alignment humans tend towards no particular alignment size humans are widely and wildly in height and build from barely five feet to well over six feet tall uh, speed, your base walking speed is 30. Languages, you can speak, read and write common and one extra language of your choice. And that's really it. Um, it does give you a variant on the human traits. Uh, you can choose different stuff with that, but really that's all you need to know with humans. Dragonborns. Uh, so dragonborns are... What does it say about them again? Let's see, dragon traits. So your drag draconic heritage manifests in a variety of traits you share with other dragonborn. So ability score increases, your strength score increases by two and your charisma by one. Your age, young dragonborn grow quickly. They walk hours after hatching, attain the size and development of a 10-year-old human child within the age of three and reach adulthood by 15. They live to be around 80. Alignment, dragonborn tend to be extremes. So making a conscious choice for one side or the other in the cosmic war between good and evil. Uh, size, dragonborn are taller and heavier than humans standing well over six feet tall and averaging almost 250 pounds so their size is medium and their base walking speed is 30 feet depending on their color they will also have a damage type that they do when they use their breath weapon because of their descendant of a dragon they can use a breath weapon so if they're black they do acid damage if they're blue they do lightning brass fire bronze lightning copper acid gold fire green poison red fire silver and white both do cold 
they also are immune to any damage from that. So if they're copper and they do acid damage, it means they are resistant to any damage of acid, for instance. Uh, draconic Ancestry. You have Draconic Ancestry. Choose one type of your type of dragon from the Draconic Ancestry table. Your breath weapon and damage resistance are determined by that dragon type. So they also can speak, read and write common and Draconic. Next up is Gnome. Let's get to the gnome page. So, gnomes traits, their intelligence score increases by two. N their age, gnomes mature at the same rate humans do and most are expected to settle down into an adult life by around the age of 40. They can live 350 to almost 500 years. Alignment, gnomes are often good. Size, gnomes are between 3 and 4 feet tall and average around 40 pounds so they're considered as small. Their base walking speed is 25 feet. Dark vision, they're accustomed to life underground so they can see 60 feet in radius and they can only see shades of grey when they're in complete darkness. Gnome Cunning, they have advantage in all intelligence, wisdom and charisma saving throws against magic. Languages, you can speak, read and write common and gnomish. And then their sub-races, they have two sub-races and gnomes found among the worlds of D&D, so that's forest and rock gnomes. The forest gnomes will get an ability score increase of a, their dexterity by one. They're natural illusionists, so they know the minor illusion cantrip, and that's based on their intelligence as their spellcasting ability modifier. And then speak with small beasts, though through sounds and gestures you can communicate simple ideas with small or smaller beasts forest gnomes love animals and often keep squirrels badgers rabbits moles woodpeckers and other creatures as beloved pets rock gnomes will have a constitution score increase they are artificers lore whenever you make an intelligence check related to magic items alchem alchemy objects technological devices you can add twice your proficiency bonus instead of any proficiency bonus you normally apply and they are a tinker they have proficiency in using artisans tools tinkers tools using those tools you can spend one hour and 10 gold pieces worth of materials to construct a tiny clockwork device the device ceases to function after 24 hours unless you spend one hour repairing to keep it the device functional they can make clockwork toys, fire starter, music boxes, and I'm sure your DM can happily leave the... We'll talk to you about whatever you might come up with in that. So half-elf traits, so ability score increase. They, as a half-elf, your charisma score increases by two, and two other ability scores of your choice increase by one. Age, uh, half-elves mature at the same rate humans do and reach adulthood around the age of 20. They live much longer than humans, however, often exceeding 180 years old. Alignment, half-elves share the chaotic bent of their elven heritage, and they value both personal freedom and creative expression. Size, they are 5 to 6 feet tall, so they're considered as medium. Their speed will be 30 feet. They have dark vision, so they can see 60 feet. And yet again, only shades of grey and total darkness. Fey Ancestry, so they have advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put them to sleep. They have a skill versatility, so they gain proficiency in two skills of your choice. And languages, they can read, write and speak common and elvish and one extra language of your choice. So there's no, no need to guess what is probably the most favourite... <laughs> 
uh, um, race in the game. A little bit of favouritism there showing towards the half-elves. Uh, let's go into the half-orcs of the game. So they have ability score increase from their strength, which gets a plus two, and the constitution score is increased by one. Their age, uh, they'll hit adulthood around 14, and they'll rarely live longer than 75 years. Alignment, their, in- their tendency towards chaos from their orc parents uh, tends to draw them there and they're not strongly inclined towards good their size they will range from five to well over six feet tall they're considered as medium base walking speed is 30 feet dark vision so they can see 60 feet in radius and also see just gray and darkness menacing you gain proficiency in the intimidation skill relentless endurance when you are reduced to zero hit points you are not killed outright and you can drop to one hit point instead you can't use this feature again until you finish a long rest they do savage attacks when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon attack you can roll one of the weapon's damage dice one additional time and add it to the extra damage of the critical hit they also speak read and write common and orc Tieflings, so they are an infernal bloodline, um, so let's have a look at what they can do, their ability score increase, so their intelligence score increases by 1 and their charisma score increases by 2, I believe they're of a bloodline that's descending from devils, so they're usually quite good at talking, uh, age wise they'll age at the same rate as humans and they live a few years longer. Uh, alignment tieflings might not have an innate tendency towards evil, but uh, many of them end up there. Size tieflings are about the same size and build as humans, but they're medium. Speed, their base walking speed is 30. Dark vision, they can see 60 feet round about them, but they only see shades of grey and darkness. Hell, hellish resistance, you can resist fire damage. Infernal legacy, you know the thermatol thermaturgy cantrip when you reach third level you can cast the hellish rebuke spell at second level and then there's higher level spells that you can get but again if you're a new player you don't need to worry about them languages you can speak read and write common and infernal and that is all the base races that are within the player's handbook by no means is that the only races that you can start off playing when you play D&D, but they're probably the best ones to start off with. And then when you have a good handle on whichever race you've just played, you can then start moving out to other races. But by all means, if you decide, you know what, I wouldn't mind playing as a lizard folk, for instance, um, you can look up that how to build that character just by going on to Google and just typing in lizard folk race traits D&D 5e 5e meaning 5th edition I understand I've went through that very quickly very very quickly but it's more just to give you an overview of each of the races I will do a more in-depth look at each race and just take my time with that race for the one episode of the podcast but just now if this is your first real time that you're going to be playing it you don't need me going too deep into what that race is you just need to sit and think right what do i want to be what is my class and what's probably the best race to go with that 
but then you can do something that just completely throws the race class combination out the window so you don't have to listen to what the player's handbook is telling you you don't have to listen to me either where saying that probably a dragonborn would be better suited to be in a paladin you don't have to do that you can be a sorcerer as a dragonborn um it's it's completely up to you what you want to do you do it um and i think that's pretty much covered everything that i needed to go over for today's episode um if you would like to leave any comments please just get in touch through my twitter uh it's at jasondm14 and you can leave me a message on there if there's anything that you would like to ask or anything for me to cover please just send me a message you can send me a direct message as well um thank you so much for listening um and as i said if you would like to follow me just go on to Jason DM at Twitter, Jason DM14, or you can find me on the DMs Guild at uh, Jason DM on there. You can also find my most recent release on that, which is the Tomb of the Headstone Helm. And all, all it's completely free if you want it for free. If you want to give anything towards it, all money raised for, uh, from the sales goes towards charity as well. Um, hope you're having a great day. Thanks for listening.